Are you seeking advice? Are you looking for guidance, someone to help you make the most of your life? Do you need a mentor? You are in the right place. You have found the Mentor Project Podcast. We are here to enlighten the path of those that seek advice in their lives. More people need help these days than ever before. Join us for a unique discussion. All you have to do is sit back and relax. Now, let's get started. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is The Mentor Project, and this is Mark Warner, and I'm here with Wes Badke and the smoker broker, Robert Mesh. This is our number two episode, guys. Man, what do you feel? How did, how's it going? Feels amazing, guys. Um, by what you're reading out to us uh, last night, that our viewership, our, our listeners are um, turning out uh, for our first episode. Uh, I think you said something like 150, 175 people were, were t- tuning in. So that's um, a great start. We're definitely getting some traction. I think so. Um, did you guys, I mean, I know we've all shared episode one and uh, I know it's still being shared. I was talking to Wes last night and Robert, you haven't been updated. We had something where about, uh, it was 140 to 175 people that have listened to the podcast since we, um, within two weeks. Um, and nobody knows us. We haven't done any marketing. We haven't done any advertising. It's really just word of mouth from the three of us. Um, barely getting the word out, you know? And so we were really, really dry. And so I was talking to Wes last night about the, the stats on the show and everything. And I was like, you know, 17 people yesterday listened to the show or I'm sorry, listened and downloaded the show, whether they listened to the whole thing or not. And I was telling Wes, I said, how funny is it going to be when we get to our 100th episode? And we're going to we're going to talk about episode one, the one that sucked, you know? Well, you know, so you you taught me that. I mean, the when anytime you do radio or any type of podcast, I mean, even if you're experienced in it, the first one, the first two, the, they, they do suck. You go back, yeah. you're like, God, that was awful. Go, how much worse could it be? You know, and it's funny when I did my first show with you. And you told me that I'm like, ah, that's ridiculous. He has no idea. I go back and look at those shows. I'm like, that is so awful. I wish we could just like <laughs> obliterate those first few shows because you're so, you know, intent in trying to make sure that the show is perfect and it's right. And you're like even reading scripts and that's just the worst way sometimes to uh, get into those. So yeah, it usually does suck the first couple of times. You know, speaking of that in itself, I just realized I didn't know that you guys had I remember the email where you talked about that, that it was ready, but I didn't know that you actually put put it out there. I just that's what you were talking about where it was going to go. I didn't even share it, so there should have been a lot more. Oh if wow! I had shared it. Oh <laughs> so, wow! So yeah. if I had shared it, then there'd be a lot more. So I'm going to take care of that. <laughs> well, and so kind of kind of going off of that as well. One thing I noticed. So, you know, we can talk about two different things, but when I started implementing this thing, the idea that Wes and I had, we were kind of going back and forth on when to launch it, what dates to do it. And I just kind of made the dates and said, okay, this is where we're going to do it. Well, just two days ago, I was on the website updating, getting ready to do another blog post. And before I did it, I started looking at things and I was like, wait a minute, when are we releasing this show? And then I looked and I was like, wait a minute. Oh, crap. Man, people are confused. I said we're going to release this thing on Thursdays twice a month. I have it set everywhere for Fridays twice a month. And then there's one area where I said we were going to record it on Mondays at noon. And I'm like, oh, I got to take all this off. I, so I spent an hour 
changing everything, right? And then I started reading my stuff when I went back on it. I was like, wait a minute. That's not making sense what I wrote. So what I really want to say is we're going to, the show is going to go out twice a month. It's going to go on the second Friday of the month and the fourth Friday of the month. That's right. when the show will actually go out. So we'll do it twice a month, not every other week, but twice a month. And it'll be the second Friday of the month and the last Friday of the month um, on each time. And sometimes, you know, the way the weeks move, it'll, it'll move around. But what's interesting enough is we were talking about, you know, the podcast when we do these shows, right, Robert? So when I brought you on years ago, I had this whole, uh, this whole idea that it takes five times. It takes five shows yeah. to get acclimated to your surroundings, to your mic, to your voice, to the show, to the personalities, the people, your guests, it, until you get this rhythm and get uh, comfortable and get outside of your comfort zone. Right. Yeah. The niche, the rhythm, uh, you know, what, what it, you know, the shows, they start off with a certain design and sometimes that's, that's the design that works, but sometimes you go down other roads and like, I think it's better this way. And it takes a little while to figure out, Hey, what does the show really represent? And actually that's sometimes the most fun part of the, of a radio show or a podcast is finding what the actual niche is. There's one there. And yeah. sometimes it takes a long to talk through it, but once you get it, it's pretty cool. It's, um, you know, it even goes a little bit further than that, too. You know, even seasoned people, you do this all the time, right? Yeah. And and I don't so much because I'm managing and I'm more producing than I yeah. am uh, live action on it, right? So I have my own podcast, Live Life Podcast that I do. I haven't done it in a year because I've been surviving and, and dealing with cancer. Yeah. Um, but I sit here the other day was looking at this going, wait a minute. I'm eating up my own words. Because yeah. it's going to take me four or five shows. It doesn't matter how seasoned you are. Yeah. If you haven't done it in a while, then it takes a little bit of time to get comfortable. There's there's the key elements in this, right? You and I have worked together, but we haven't done live shows. Wes yeah. and I have never done a show together before, so this is new for him and I to recover. Two, right. I haven't done a show in two years to be really active on the mic. And so until I get all that built up and get comfortable, we're not going to find our medium. Yeah. You remember Johnny B? Yeah, I do. Okay, so he he well he was up in uh, he moved to oh he's gonna really shoot me if I tell him it's the wrong state. Uh, we're gonna go with Maine, um, <laughs> but he moved up for a radio station and moved there for years. Well, they just um, uh, terminated the contract with him, and so he had to go out and find another opportunity. He found one up in Boston, and uh, same thing. He hadn't been on the air for. I want to say not quite 30 days, maybe 45 days, maybe just somewhere in that range. Right. Yeah. His first day, it was like the music was fine, but he had to get back into the rhythm. It's like, okay, I, I know how to talk on it. I know how to do a show. I know how to be a DJ. Well, I could be the DJ, but then the talking, it was like it, he was jumbled every once in a while because yeah. he just couldn't get the words to flow. Well, you so said it, it right. Matter. I mean, it, it's easier for, so my shows and most of the things I'm on, they're, they're daily routines for me. They're the things I talk about daily. It's if I present somewhere, if I'm in front of people, if I train, it's all the same for me. So when, when I do the shows, you're right. The, the information's already programmed for me and, and I, I'm already talking about it all the time. So it's easier. But if you haven't done it and you hadn't talked about it, and you get on there, you have to start recalling. That's usually, usually why you pause is you're trying to recall what you know. And if you haven't done it a lot, you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. 
And then there's just this, it doesn't, it doesn't flow like it should. So it can be difficult. I was watching uh, an Instagram video from a really good friend of mine. um, And he, he's a musician and he said something today that was kind of intriguing. It was like, you know, as a musician, there's, there's a pro and a con. So there's, there's a, there's a belief that's positive and then there's a negative uh, as, as a curse. And that is when you're writing songs, it's awesome that you're getting the songs out and you're getting the lyrics and the stuff written down on paper. But the curse part of it is you don't sleep because your brain yeah. is working 24 yeah. seven. Well, in podcasting and DJ music world, it's the same thing. Yeah, you, exactly. you have this um, allotted time frame, which could be, it could be weeks, could be months, could be days. Everybody's different till you get it to the comfortable where, where you are, you're going to run, your brain's going to run 24 seven. Um, yeah. When we were doing this whole idea of podcasting before we launched episode one, Robert, I was doing this every day. Every day, my brain was going twenty four seven. I was I would bounce things off of Wes, and then I'd go spend another four hours on the website trying to work on stuff, and then I and none of it worked because I was I just had so much flow that I forgot to do the one important thing, which was design the framework. Well, you know, we're talking about a, a mentoring side of this, and the whole the whole purpose of the, the show those types of things you can all you can link them to you know uh, uh, brainstorming lead generation whatever but most people who eventually come up with the concept it was worked on for quite some time and it was through notes scribbled here and there i mean it's like on my desk there's there's always i mean look at this right here this is just I know we're on podcast, we're on, not, we're not video or anything, but like these things here are just, there's like three or four of these on my desk. And it's, it's when I think of something, I write it down and my mind is going 24 seven. I know, I know, but I circle back <laughs> I to them when I get the time and I'm like, okay, there's more than one of these scribble notes that meet, you know, criteria. So I think all people that, are doing ideas like that are jotting those things down Wes, what were you going to say i jumped in there before you got in there no that's uh absolutely correct i mean i i do the same thing too i'm i mean i guess i get it from my from my father and stepmother too i mean they you know every week whether it's you know your grocery list or you know doing chores and yard work and everything at the house, right? You, you jot down what your tasks are for that week and get them all done, right? You cross off. Yeah. Your list, so. Well, I, I still believe it's a huge trait in most successful people, their, their level of organization I mean, their, their organization. Most people don't think very much of it, but to me, it, that's what fuels the rest of it. If you, if you organize and you know how to attack something every day, you're a lot better off than most people that are just scrambling around. And you know, even with my, my kids are still, you know, in, in their, in their teens. And, you know, I try to preach them. I'm like, you know, you, you need to have a plan here. You know, if you don't have a plan, you're really not going to, it's just going to be, here's what it is. And that's not the way you want these things to flow. So I think all that stuff comes into being organized and, and not forgetting thoughts. And that's probably the most important piece of it. Not forgetting a thought that you think might have some relevance to it later. All right, let's, guys, let's jump into the topic yeah, here so we exactly. can get this going. Let's do that because I was sitting here thinking, you know, as we're talking about lists, lists are part of a framework for your next project, whether that is building a team or talking to your team that you existing have or working on a project you have. And, and, and I know, like Robert said, you can't see the vision of this, but, you know, I use notes off my iPhone and I, I, and I, have, I have at least 100 or 200 <laughs> notes inside here. 
and it's because it's like you know, like if you go to the grocery store, what do you you see a woman going down the wall? And there's two things that the woman will either do: they either have a pad and a pen and paper, or they have an they have a phone, an Android or an iPhone, and they got a note. So they're going through their grocery list, right? Business is no different in team building. There's somebody that has to have the idea, the ideology of where we're going, whether that's a project that the team's about to work on, whether I'm about to put a team together, um, whether I have an idea to share with the team. Um, the doors is, is totally 100% open and where that direction is going to go. And it's all based on different businesses and different projects. So you have to have that framework together. I know Robert has that in business. He has the visions and the ideas and he shares those and does those. I know Wes is learning and getting new in, in the entrepreneur, entrepreneur world. And I've been doing it for a very long time. Um, maybe not as long as Robert in, in some aspects, but maybe longer in others. Um, but this brings us to what our show is all about today. Today, the Mentor Project is bringing on the concept of team building. Uh, we actually have a guest today, and Robert, uh, we're going to have Wes introduce that guest. So, Wes, take it away. All right. Thank you, Mark. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the topic today is team building. And for everybody tuning in, for our guests and our moderator mentors, the question for everybody to keep in mind is what is more effective or valuable within team building? That's part A. Part B is where should those events or exercises take place, i.e. internally or externally of your main work environment? Uh, and then, of course, I've got uh, some key background points for people to jot down. Uh, there are four main types of events, activity-based, skill-based, value-based, and team bonding. Uh, and then, yeah, that's where I'll end with that. And I'll introduce our, our guest today. So joining us today from North Vancouver, uh, British Columbia, is Monica Blitcher. Welcome, Monica. Hi, you guys. Thanks for having hey, me. Hey, Monica. <laughs> Welcome aboard to the, our episode number two. Woohoo! Congratulations. Thank you. So, Listening. Monica... Um, yeah, as I said, thanks for joining us. And uh, of course, I know your background. Um, if you would mind kind of giving uh, a brief statement about sure. what your background is and, and uh, how that relates to team building. Sure. Well, my um, the last 12, 13 years, I've been running my own um, arts and entertainment agency in North Vancouver. So we have a art studio with programs that run year round for children, adults, and anybody that wants to learn art. Um, and then we also run large scale art shows across the country, uh, international art tours. And I myself have my own line of um, apparel and art and merchandise. Um, and then there's all sorts of little things that I do on the side um, within the businesses that are all art related. Um, for example, I just uh, illustrated um, a book and then launched a toy, which I just manufactured over the last couple of years. Um, and then with that for team, specifically team, team building, we have about 10 staff that work with us at the moment. So um, when West asked me to come on here and talk about team building, it's actually great because we're having a staff uh, barbecue tomorrow. So I was like, that's such a great way to, or for Saturday, such a great way to think about it, even just for me before we have our, our meeting on, um, on Saturday. 
That's perfect. a Canadian barbecue yeah. too. That's even better. yeah. Yes, <laughs> we're, we're going to go to the beach. So <laughs> Vancouver <laughs> Beach. <laughs> so he, he mentioned barbecue. Now I'm hungry. I what, know. I'm sorry. What are, you, what are you feeding everybody? I mean, what well, is... I'm thinking hamburgers, and then doing. We have a couple of vegans on our team, so we're going to do like vegan hamburgers and then regular hamburgers. Rock Maybe on. some salad, and you know, yeah, good bring, stuff bring on, the, on beach. the summer. Yeah. Well, if you had barbecue on the beach, Monica, you might actually put everybody to sleep. Because, <laughs> you know, right? when you have good food on the beach, then you just want to lay back and rest and sit in the sun and enjoy. So you well, might not get a whole lot out of the team after that. <laughs> well, I was, uh, it's okay. They've worked so hard this year. We just, um, we just did a pop-up uh, gallery at a, at a, at a mall, a local mall here for the last six months. So everybody's been working like double time and overtime to make everything between the two locations run. So they deserve it. I think a little nap on the beach is well deserved at this point. So it's okay. <laughs> awesome. So Monica, what yeah. would you what would you say is most effective for team building? Would you say an internal environment works or externally, like like you're doing the the beach barbecue? Do you think that well, uh, has a stronger value. I think um, definitely internally, like for me, it's more uh, efficient um, to communicate with the team every day inside of the workplace or we have like um, systems in place where we have, you know, group chats so everyone can see. Um, and then these external things we don't do too, too, too often because of people's schedules, right? We have some team members that are working part time and some full-time, so them meeting on a Saturday might not work for them or their family or their other jobs or other things that they're doing, right? So I definitely place an emphasis on working with the team inside the business every day. Um, and that's just for me because we have hands-on, you know, sales, in-person students um, and in-person sales in the gallery. So that's that's kind of the way I've chosen to do it because we're all working in, in, a, in an actual physical space. But for something like this, like a podcast or... Um, you know, when you're working virtually, it's different, right? None of our team is working virtually at this right. point. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Um, from my experience, um, yeah, I, I definitely take a lot of value in any kind of external activity around mm -hmm. the team bonding exercises. Like some of the former jobs I used to have, one of the things that we would do is, for example, I'll do a little shout out for uh, potters. Right, uh, Potter's um, Garden Centers in the Lower Mainland of BC. We would do a softball tournament, and so that was a lot of fun because we had um, three three main stores, and then after I quit, uh, they added a, a fourth store. Uh -huh. So basically, you could do you know a bunch of different games between all the different stores, and then do your playoff, right? So that was right. Cool. That sounds um, like fun. Yeah, and then another company I worked for, we did a game of golf. So a bunch of the people that wanted to join would all go to the golf course and we'd hit hit some balls around. So that was pretty fun. And of course, there's um, opportunity for people to to win prizes. So yeah, that that is kind of where I put put my emphasis because yes, in the uh, internal space within the corporate mindset, there is corporate values, and so there's a certain framework that should already be conveyed mm -hmm. and, and the, 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 the stifled work envir environment can sometimes uh, get to the employees and kind of break down everything. Mm -hmm. uh, 
uh, to where you need to realign your staff and, and, your, and your leaders. So having that time away from the workplace. Um, yeah, exactly. To realign everybody is extremely valuable. Yeah, it is interesting think- that Monica is on the, you know, in, in a world that seems to have, have gone virtual for a lot of their stuff. It's interesting that she said most of her things are done uh, in the office now. And it, it reminded me there's this there's been this constant battle for years. It really has nothing to do with COVID and, you know, uh, all the virtual creation from that. But even before then, there was a, a big argument from the corporate side as to should the people be able to work uh, externally versus uh, in, inside. And, you know, there was a, there's obviously a big difference of opinion as to who should be there, who shouldn't, does it affect the job itself? But one thing that some of the people who argued about the internal side of it, who said, we've got to have them in the office, their biggest complaint was they felt that the creativity was threatened if it wasn't or it wasn't as good if they weren't in the office and i never had an opinion on it either way but it is interesting especially with the field that monica's in mm-hmm. it does make me wonder it is that how how much more difficult is it if they did do it virtually are they really able to do the same thing and have the same camaraderie so it, it just made me think about that because it's still a big battle to this yeah. day as to should they be in or should they not be in the office yeah. Well, I think too, like, depending on what kind of projects you're working on, right? Like if we're working on um, obviously like education that requires them to be in person, then there's no way they can work virtually. But that same coin, what we're doing at the moment is creating like an, a virtual um, ebook with all of the activities that the kids have done for the last year. So there'll be like a component of that that is done virtually, right? But at the same time, I think yeah, it just depends what project you're working on. Same with events. They can't always, if they're going to go see a venue or if they're going to set up a gallery space or do something that's not, um, you know, they can't be in the actual physical main main uh, building, then, then they have to go out into the community as well, right? And they're not required to be in the same space, right? So it just depends, I guess, which project you're working on. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I would agree with that. I mean, I'm... I'm not in the corporate world anymore, uh, being an entrepreneur myself. So I don't mm-hmm. have the the uh, opportunity to have a staff as I had uh, two and a half years ago. But right. I will I will say that a couple of my colleagues right now, one of them more specifically, now she um, works for an insurance company, one of the large insurance companies in the United States, and she mm-hmm. they they sent everybody home. Um, yeah. Now, if they had a corporate office and you were the owner, franchisor, whichever, then that was a different story. But you know, then you had the opportunity to send. But she works for the corporate office um, for the for the insurance company, and they sent uh, I think 92 percent of almost everybody home for for the last two and a half years. Now, now they're going back in the office. Now, during the interim, she got pregnant, um, and she's currently pregnant right now. Got a couple more months, and the company has required that everybody goes back in the office. Well. They didn't want to push the buttons on and, and and upset all the employees because it's like, hey, we, you know, for the last 24 months, we've had you forced outside. Now we're going to force you on the inside. Might not be good team building and everything in there. So what the company did was a little bit different. They decided, let's start with the first couple of months. You come in once a week um, mm. and you come in once a week. And then now they're up to two days or three days a week. Well, they decided that they're just going to continue to stay three days a week moving yeah. forward and have everybody work home. They get to choose their days that they're going to work home two days of the week. Now, yeah. because she's on maternity leave, they have told her 
that she can be indefinite because the type of position she's in, it's virtual anyways, working directly with the client. So she doesn't have to have the interaction with the office. But then they told her, when you had the baby, why don't we talk about you coming in once a week? Um, right. This way, it you get to collab with your team. Um, and what they'll do is they're going to put like a Friday afternoon um, group discussion, the, a session together. So mm -hmm. she'll go in at a specific time. She might not spend all day and then she'll go and they'll talk to the team. And it's really for them, even though there's not a team building specific, it is in the aspect that, hey, here's the clients we're helping. Here's where we're going with it. This is the, the future of where we're going. And so everybody can kind of collaborate and talk about what may be an option for them as they're working in their own team building at home virtually. So right. that's what I've seen in the industry. Um, I know it's a little bit different than what we're, we're talking about today, but not really because I think the world has, we've seen this whole pandemic across the nations. Doesn't matter which country you're in, we're all seeing it. And there's still some that are still seeing it today. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if I look at what just happened, I don't know, was it Robert, 48 hours ago, or that Elon Musk said, you must go in the office. Or, yeah. you know, he didn't say it outright. You're going to be that's fired, what I was talking about. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, you have these big, in fact, the article I was talking about, it's, it's almost been two years. I, I want to say he was one of the, 50 uh, yeah. CEOs that made that direct comment. And that's where you had the, well, that's not necessarily true. These people don't have to do that. And, and there is a, a huge division out there as to, is it not only the creativity or is it the teamwork that's threatened? And, you know, all of that conversation has kind of got me to where I start thinking, is there a, dis a distinct difference between teamwork and morale sometimes? Can those things conflict in a way that if you're forced to be somewhere, the teamwork is, is going to be better, but is the morale hurt by it because it's a for That's a tough conversation. There are a lot of people yeah. out there that are bitter that they're told, just like Elon said, that you have to go in. They're like, why? There are some yeah. people that would argue that if they do go in, that they get less work done because so many people come in into their office and just talk away when they could have taken two hours at home and done the same amount of work. So it's, it's a tough, it's a really tough call right now. Well, well, that, go ahead, Wes, sorry. I was just gonna say, speaking along that, those lines, as far as the, you know, the, the issues at play here is that I was able to pull up eight barriers to effective teamwork. So, starting off the list is lack of respect, different mindsets, poor listening skills, knowledge deficits, and a lack of alignment around goals, like your corporate goals, uh, an internal competition where you're constantly fighting to be you know, the, the best in the, in the department, for example. Right. Uh, information hoarding, which I haven't really seen a lot of myself, but I, I guess it's out there. And organizational silos. Um, those last two, I can't see. See? Yeah, I can't. I, I can't see those being an issue in the yeah. world. Not, not today. Maybe I guess if the the second to the last one, maybe because somebody's trying to up a position on somebody else, and they're trying to get enough information. But <clears throat> otherwise, not on an everyday basis. I can't see it. Right, and then another key point that I want to bring up is that. Certainly over the last maybe 10 years, there's been kind of a consensus 
within the work environment that teams need to feel a connection to the work. That way they are, uh, that what they are doing is for a greater purpose, right? That's so there, right, needs, yeah. there needs to be a depth to the work that they are doing so that they can connect and yeah. put, put more into that, um, that position or the task yeah. that they're doing. So Monica, let me ask you a question. Yes. So I'm not sure which country it is. And if Wes or Robert, if you know, or even Monica, um, yep. there was a country, I want, I want to say France, but I don't think it's France that decided that they were going to go to the four day work week because yes, they found out was. that it was France. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because they found that working closer together in a shorter time frame, letting people go and do the one important thing yeah. is have a life. <clears throat> Yeah. Be with their family was to work for four days. So yeah. my question to you is, as an entrepreneur, you know, you've got this team that you're working with. Have you found that we're just going to pick 10 people out of your team? So yeah. not your whole team, but just have you figured out a percentage that some of your team works better collaborating with other team members versus the other needs to be individually? So it's kind of like the introvert extrovert thing. You yeah. know, so have you figured, yeah. have you found that out well, post pandemic? I well, we worked in person the entire time because we offer an essential service, which is the the, the students, right? So we have to be in person. Um, so there wasn't a lot of room for uh, virtual work because we had to be with the you know. There's a ratio where we have to have a certain number of of teachers in in the room with a certain amount of students, right? Um, but that said, we did expand into um, give a couple of the of the team um, some virtual work, which was, you know, me also letting go and being like, you can handle this and and mm -hmm. I'm trusting you to get it done when, you know, when um, in between the two in the two locations that we just had. Right. So um, I, it also depends, like we're in a different field. So, I mean, like people who work in the arts are, are genuinely passionate about the arts or, you know, are really interested in artists or artwork or, or, or events or, or teaching. Right. So, um, Whereas I look at like a corporate model and you see people who are working in, in I don't know, some kind of sales position and they don't really believe in the product, right? So part of that whole team building for me has been really to choose people who are really interested in in arts by being artists themselves or who are um, working towards like a degree in education or um, have already worked with children for 10, 20 years, right? So I feel like it's a little bit of different area that we're in. Um, because I feel like the people that are on the team genuinely really, you know, want to be involved in the arts and in the community in general through, through art. Yeah, right? Monica said it best. And she said, well, I was, I was nodding my head the entire time she was talking because it is the, uh, the industry that you're talking about, you know, for example, the, the finance side of things, most mm -hmm. of the finance people in this country do not have to be in an office. In fact, I would make the argument, especially coming from an accounting background mm -hmm. that, they shouldn't be in the office right. because they are going to lose more time there yeah. than they would. All their work can be monitored by their productivity. So it's not like they're going to get away yeah. with, you know, not doing it's anything, right? And and it's not like they're the 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 greatest people going folks out there. That they're most of them are set to be. I need to do this, and you know, I, I hate to be. I, I don't think it's an insult because that's I, my whole family comes from this background, but. Yeah. there's not as much creativity on the finance side, you yeah. know, it's more of yeah. hey, what can we do here? Whereas well, in the also, arts, you know, yeah. just like yeah. you said. Well, I also think that too, like the, the shift, like even just from the last two years, the shift of like people really analyzing their life and feeling like 
what am I really doing with my, you know, career, the place where I have to go and spend eight hours a day so that I can eat and pay my bills? Like, is that really like what Wes was saying earlier? Is that really fulfilling my soul and my purpose in my lifetime? Right. So I think it was like a really interesting um, way for people to self you know, assess and realize what was really important for them. Like, do I want to work from home? Do I want a job where I have the ability and the flexibility to work from my home so that I can, you know, spend, you know, more time gardening or with my kids or with my animals or exercising or the other things that fuel me, right? Or do I want to, or am I an extrovert and do I like being around people and am I in the right industry, right? So I think it's like really shifting in terms of like people's um, mindsets and where they want to be as well right not just where their corporations well, are telling them to, to prove be, of that, right? the proof that monica we we can actually prove it in real estate the numbers for agents uh, entering the business has just been at a an exponential number the largest number you've had right. in history yeah and it's because of what you just said we have a lot of people who yeah. were in those businesses and said no more i'm yeah. done i yeah. want a new vision i want to be able to do things when i want to we've had a lot of people fit that exact uh mm -hmm, description mm -hmm. you just said like word for mm -hmm. word yeah well and that, that, yeah go ahead no no you go ahead go ahead and finish well yeah i was just gonna say that like it's important right like i feel like we've been on this treadmill like as a collective for years and years to just like eat work sleep eat work sleep and we've missed out like on a lot of the little important things that are actually big important things for our our own like mental and health and spiritual and all that stuff emotional well-being where you know that isn't as important anymore and i think like going forward to make a better world we have to look at all those different things so that people are genuinely happy every day going wherever they're going right Absolutely. because that's you know like a huge huge issue right that's that we have to address right so we do have to be flexible and adaptable and but also you know take ownership for our own choices in our own lives to put ourselves where we want to be rather than waiting for the job to give you the opportunity or waiting for your boss to give you the opportunity we have to create those opportunities for ourselves right yeah 100 percent. i had a follow-up question but i'm going to give you a little bit of background mm -hmm. so you know, years and years ago, back in probably the pretty much the early 90s, 90, somewhere between 92 and 95, um, I had I had worked for this company and I was probably working, you know, 80 hours a week. This yeah. is back when we didn't have cell phones. We had pagers. Right. And, you know, I would I would drive 20 miles home um, yeah. from one. For, I lived in Dallas, I lived in um, uh, south of Dallas, but I had to drive into Dallas. So it was a 20, 30 minute drive on from going from Frisco to Dallas all the time. And. I'd get home and then I'd get a page and I'd be like, crap, I got to go back to work. Well, you know, after so long, I finally got tired of that. And so I ended up, I quit. Um, yeah. And I did it for, I, well, I didn't just quit, quit. I mean, I started a small business out of my own, out of my own apartment. Mm -hmm. um, before I even got, uh, found a girlfriend and got married, which was about two years in time frame. And I, and I just sit there and I worked every night and I got my, my small little business. I bought uh, web hosting and domains and mm -hmm. sold that in services. And when I finally felt like I was making a few bucks and I could pay rent and everything, I, I ended up quitting because I started to realize I was mm -hmm. missing out on one mm -hmm. of the most important parts of my life. Mm -hmm. Being in my 20s, mm -hmm. I'm not outside enjoying, mm -hmm. right? Well, but, that's the biggest asset we have is our time, yes, right? So exactly. that's, we never get it back, right? <laughs> right, and you don't. So even now, um, post pandemic, I even look at my life going, I'm, I'm a little, I'm not really retired, but I'm more flexible. I'm not really worried about the money anymore yeah. because life's too short. Now, 
I have a motto. It's always been the same motto for a long time. Live life. Don't let life live you. And mm -hmm. we all have things that happen. So yeah. my follow-up question to you is something I learned uh, in 2016 or 17. And Robert was a part of this. He may or may not have seen it happen before his eyes. But I had a, I had a team of about nine people at a radio station. Yeah. And uh, I went on a corporate retreat for a nonprofit that I was working with um, on the side. I just met the nonprofit for about a year, I guess, ish. And I went on this corporate team and I learned two things. One was as a CEO, as, as, as an entrepreneur, I was barking orders. Yeah. I don't think I knew I was barking orders, but what yeah. I learned was you can't, you got to talk to your orders. You got to tell your team what your goals and your futures are. Yeah. Um, you got to share with them. Yeah. But another important thing that I learned and you kind of led to it a little bit in your earlier discussion when I asked you the last question. And that was when, when I got through my second part of this team building exercise, did I learn, I learned one thing, uh, I was communicating poorly. Um, I wasn't communicating what I wanted. I was barking the orders, what I wanted, and it was frustrating the staff. Mm -hmm. So I changed my attitude. I changed my direction. But then I realized something very important that happened. And that was, I had three people on my staff in the wrong positions. Now right. it's what they applied for. It's what they were, they came in for. Um, but I, I put this framework together and I got home and I started putting the framework together. And in about two days of it, I looked at my wife and I said, I've got two people on my staff that I think I need to swap. I think yeah. they would be excellent opportunities. And then I've got a third one. Um, I need to get her out of her comfort zone because I think she could do something she doesn't want to do and she'd be really good at it. Right. And I did that. And I, and let me tell you, the moment I told the three people what they were going to do, I could see tears in their eyes. Two of them were immediately sitting next to each other and they looked at me and go, they were like looking to the other person going, is it okay if I take your job over? And the other <laughs> person was like, uh, heck yeah, I'd love to do this, right? Yeah. And have, have you seen that uh, as an entrepreneur? And I know you've been in the business for a while, but I'm just curious to know in the, in the, in the arts and the fashion industry part of that, have you seen that where you brought somebody on, whether it's a month or six months, six years, it doesn't matter. Have you seen the opportunity where you've had to change somebody's position and, and it turned out better or even worse? So yes, yes, I have. I've seen that for sure. And I think it's, I think it's like me also just like, um, like giving them the reins to do something and then go with it. Right. So if I'm always like, I have to stop myself sometimes too, because I notice that I, you know, you're an entrepreneur and you move fast and you're thinking about all these different things and you've got to get everything done and then you just delegate everything. But instead of delegating to kind of let them be a little bit more like creative in their own ideas and bring forth their own ideas. So the minute I let people do that is when I notice that like, their productivities get increasing, but their happiness and then the overall um, end result increases in inefficiency or in, you know, um, success or whatever we're doing when I do that. So th that's that's one area that I've been really trying to, to work on myself is just allowing them to to explore their own talents and their own. We kind of work a little bit differently because a lot of the the teachers um, and the staff, we work together. We They're always together with the with the, um, in the, in the building. Right. And they're working on like we swap. So they're, everybody's kind of like doing 
a multiple sort of jobs depending on what project we're working on. If we're working on the Art World Expo, for example, then I'll pull some of the staff and then they'll get additional hours, you know, planning or coordinating with vendors or or that kind of thing. So they're very fluid, right, in, in terms of like their positions. Um, but you can naturally see when you give them the reins, where do they want to go and where do they want to develop, right? Right. So that's yeah. been a, that's been an interesting, you know, aspect, especially the last couple of years, because we expanded our our operations during COVID um, because we had to pivot. We had to, you know, come up with different ways to have events. Um, but it was it was because of that that freedom for them to kind of bring forth their ideas and bring and bring their own, um, you know, creativity to the job. Right. Exactly. And, mm-hmm. and some of the, some of the tasks that I know that some of your, well, all, pretty much all your employees do are, um, or volunteers, are involved in the marketing aspect of all your events and yes. your programs and everything that you do, right? So yeah. everybody, everybody's hands-on as far as the marketing and advertising and make, making sure that people tune in and yeah. show up. And from what I understand is there's there's a little bit of a commission on the side there for anybody that. Yeah, we de- definitely incentivize people. Yeah, for sure. Like if they're going to be bringing in, you know, clients that are going to spend extra revenue because they brought them in, then yeah, of course, I would love to like. And that's part of the, the whole like my mission, too, is like I don't want to be just sitting at the top of the pyramid, you know, telling everybody to do stuff and then them not actually like reaping the, the, the benefits for their extra work or their ingenuity or their, you know, creativity to bring in new customers or sell different things in different areas or things like that. Right. So it's more of like like teamwork, like going back to that whole ideas like we're working as a team and we're moving together as a family and you know people who respect each other and who want to see each other grow and thrive and succeed versus like you know you're stuck in this nine to five thing this is how much you're going to make every year and this is you know this two thousand dollar increase every year if people really want to grow with our team they totally have the free reins to do it right they just have to and i like fostering that entrepreneurial you know spirit within other people too because i think that's a huge a huge um like benefit to society as a whole is if people start to think about their life more in terms of like creating it rather than sitting back and like being told what to do, then we would have, you know, a different societal structure. Right. And well, I think at said, this point, you, it, you know, really significant in there, you know, that crossed over to something in our industry as well. And it, and it really sums up the, the, this whole team building thing. You, you mm-hmm. know, you mentioned pivot. Well, yeah. Uh, in real estate, you know, Gary Keller, he is. That's when we're in meetings with him. That is the word that comes up every five minutes because everything we do right now, mm-hmm. especially in real estate, because it's changing week to week, is we have to adapt, and we have to go back through the teams and tell them how to adapt. And what you find is, you know, the the veteran and the more experienced people are like they've seen the pivot before. They know what to do. But yeah. the ones that just came in don't. And 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 sometimes it can be threatening to the team mm-hmm. building aspect because we have to change so much. But I thought it was interesting in a different, completely different field than I'm in. You guys have the same thing and you use the same wording for it because you do have to change and you do yeah. have to make sure that the teams, you know, at the top of the making sure they understand what the next changes are, because if they fail, the whole thing fails. Exactly. Well, and that's the, and that's it is like giving people confidence, not only to, to pivot, but like giving them confidence to present their ideas or go out and try something or go out and try to like generate 
you know, extra revenue for, for themselves. So you give them a task, but it's, it's all, it's solely dependent on their own, you know, willingness and also their own like drive to, to do something. Right. Yeah. Your comment about entrepreneurial spirit benefiting society. There's a lot of truth to that. Oh, everybody. Uh, it was a great line, yeah. wasn't it? It was a, yeah. it was a great line yeah. when she said it. I was going to comment on that too. So I'm glad you yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, line. I- yeah, I think like, I don't know, I feel like the last like, it's been very outdated our systems, right? So I feel like, oh, you know, the yeah. more well, you guys know, you know, <laughs> the more that we can teach people and even like I read somewhere in some book, I don't remember, I read a lot, but the one of the books was like our job as as bosses and as entrepreneurs is to teach other people to be their best so that even when they leave you, they're they're going to be, you know, thriving and not just like existing, you know, and part of that is teaching them how to like, you know, look what happened with all these people during COVID too. So many people lost their jobs, they lost their houses, mm-hmm. they lost like all their savings, you know, and if they had known how to pivot or they had known how to set up a little side business online or whatever, like that could have, you know, prevented them from, you know, losing their, their, their nest egg or whatever, you know, whatever happened. Right. So I feel like it's like our job too, as, as entrepreneurs and as owners of businesses to help other people do that. And that, and I, and I'm so glad you guys are doing this mentor podcast because it's such an, it's such a need that people are like looking for like you know you can't just rely on this one source of income because it can be gone like right away so the more skills you can teach your team you know even if they're not with me for the next 10 20 30 you know I'm hoping that they learn something from me so they can carry with them forever right you just you just hit on something we're we're big on multiple industries too yeah you 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 just hit something at home with me because um and Robert knows this personally that I that's all I do in my life is teach other people yeah um there as an entrepreneur there's one thing that comes to a little bit of sadness about an entrepreneur and that is when you teach somebody and you just said it you know you're hoping that they stay with you yeah i can't tell you how many times where i've taught somebody and i just shot myself in the foot because yeah. now now they're going to go out and do something different i just gave them the door to, yes. to quit and leave right yes yes but <laughs> i say that um and robert you know megan megan yeah. was with me for years before you were, but then I, yeah. I started to realize she had this little um, wanting to give more, wanting to do more, wanting to get out and venture more. Um, I, she, I thought maybe I could put her on the microphone. She was the third person that I was mentioning earlier that I thought I could put her on the microphone and she'd be a good DJ and, and talk, but that was not her thing. I, I thought I saw that, but what I ended up figuring out is that she wanted to get out and teach people. She wanted to get out and do what I'm doing and work with nonprofits yeah. And, yeah. and, and love and cherish and mentor. Yeah. And so when she left, I, I had a, I had a sad heart. I mean, I was yeah. like, holy crap. This was one of my first employees I brought on the company and, and yeah. she was the longest and I taught her and there she goes. But there is a pride to that. There, there is a pride that I can, and as you were talking about this and I was listening, I was thinking that, you know, there's, you can be sad. Or you can you can relish the idea that you know what I help some people. Yeah. Um, I look at some of the stuff that I've done over the couple of years, and Robert, you know this, like Tyler Klutz, right? Yeah. Tyler Tyler came in, did not like the microphone, came from pro football. He, he actually had another eleven million dollar contract to go play football, and he decided to resign and go work for a nonprofit helping uh, advocate for children um, in the sex slave. Uh, industry and, and and work for that to help them. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he found a, a voice and yeah. he came on now, look what he's doing. Right. And so I could be jealous because he's working with Darren Woodson doing one yeah. of the, 
I don't know, the top 100 largest podcasts in the United States that he's Amazing. doing right now. And yeah. I'm like, crap, I just pushed <laughs> him into that arena. But no, well, you know, we, I we gave him a voice. I can relate to that big time because, you know, we lose, we train our agents to be on their own. They're eventually going to be on their own. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not, uh, it's not a, it's going to happen. You know, it's not an if it, it's when. And, you know, one thing that at times I've been criticized for, and, and I think if people, they thought more about it, they're like, that was in error that they criticized me on it. I, I have chosen for the ones that go off on their own and create their own firm. So I, you were talking about being happy about proud about what you've done for. So I've got, there's eight real estate brokerages that are a large size that produce for hundreds of families because they were taught by mm -hmm. me how to do it. And they mm -hmm. went on their own and mm -hmm. these are top producers. And when they leave, a lot of people uh, are like, Hey, look that, that they're just gone. Let's, let's move on. Well, I always chose to celebrate them when they left. You know, I, I told them, I put them on a platform, a social media platform, and I thanked them for everything they ever did. I, I wished them well, knowing that they're going to be competing against me. But I always felt that that was uh, the right thing to do. And, and I've had a lot of people over the years say that is very gracious that you do it. But I always genuinely did it because I appreciated the person and I knew they were going to go on to do well. Now, vice versa, I've had people leave that left for other reasons that weren't for their own growth. And it was just bad decision-making. Those people I would never put on a pedestal, but the ones that left and even they, if they yeah. compete against me, Hey, yeah. that's what we're supposed to do. You know, so that's I right. can relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I think we've talked about this uh, in length and I think we can wrap this up. Um, is there any significant takeaway that we can give people uh, tonight? Yeah, Monica's a great supervisor and boss. I can tell you I've known quite a few of them, and believe me, yeah. uh, just her 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 mentality and her tone and her attitude. She those people are lucky to be working for her. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you so much. I've 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 learned a lot over the last few. My 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 secret it's is evident. that. My, my secret is that I, I have a background in teaching. I went to school to be a, a high school teacher. So that's where I think a lot of it comes from is like working, working with that, with people and just like teaching and, you know, respecting other people in that school kind of community. So yeah, that's kind of where I learned it all. And both it, it my shows. parents were bosses. So it shows. It yeah. shows. So Monica, yeah. what, uh, what would you like to promote here today? Oh yeah, of course. So if people want to come find where we are, um, we have, you can look up Monica's Art Boutique Studio and Gallery um, with a K. My name's spelled with a K. And then uh, we also run Art World Expo. So you can look up that. And those are the two two main things that we're doing right now. Great. Well, we'll definitely put that shot there. Um, when we put the podcast out on the platforms, we'll definitely awesome. put those two links out there and put your name out there if that's okay with you. Yeah, I would love it. Oh, and then if you, if you could add my magical gnome on there too, that's my latest little toy project that I've been working on. He's a little, little gnome with a big heart. So that's Absolutely. kind of how I, I look at my whole business is just to put your heart into it and help other people and, and help make it better for everyone, right? Exactly. No, it comes, comes off genuine. <laughs> well, or thanks for having me, you guys. You're welcome. Absolutely. Well, don't, don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere, Monica, as we close. Okay. I was just talking with uh, Mark earlier uh, last night about uh, your gnome project there. So uh, yeah, he said it was a really good idea. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. It's it's a cute little it's a cute little it's incentivizing doing good deeds. Right. So and I think that's kind of like where we have to look to is like, you know, putting our heart on the line and helping other people and making the planet and our communities, our teams, our families, everything better. Right. And like, you know, going forward with that sort of sort of um, like mission. Right. So little gnome has this mission and it's yeah, it's super cute. He's gone all over the place. Guatemala, and <laughs> Europe. And last yesterday, I got a picture of him on a motorcycle. It was so cute. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. Yeah, me too. All right, Mark, it's your your turn. Well, I was just going to say, Monica, it's been an honor and a pleasure to have you on here. And um, I think that you bring something to the table on this topic. And I think I'm really honest to be honest and direct with you and transparent. I think you're, um, excuse the French, but pretty badass. So I think <laughs> yeah. you can bring more to the table to the series in our podcast um, outside of team building, just because um, you have that entrepreneurial skill. Um, I think you have um, the professionalism personally, which is uh, sometimes hard to find that in an entrepreneur because an entrepreneur can be um, bullied and one level headed or one sided. To mm-hmm. some degree, that's their role or their road or their highway. And I think you have the open heart and, and the open path to um, empower other people. And so I, I heard that today out of your voice. So yeah. I'm just going to say from me to you, thank you. And Aww. thank you for what you're doing to help other people. Because it's it's just like yesterday. I'll, I'll, I'll end with this little value um, that I can take away, right? I, I'm been working with the publisher for the last two or three years to write a book, it really more like the last eight years. And I have this thing where I keep telling people that, you know, you can only, you can only focus on right now, quit trying to focus on your past and quit trying to focus on your future. You can't change either one of those. All you can do is change right now. Right now will change tomorrow, but you can't change tomorrow because tomorrow mm-hmm. hadn't happened yet. So you can only change mm-hmm. right now. Exactly. And yesterday I happened to be out in the field with a friend of mine and this guy just, went irate and just blew up and and i just sat there and was like okay this is new to me he said some words that i had not heard before i shared those with wes offline but um can't do that with you guys but let me just say that i learned something new yesterday but this morning i was actually writing my i guess uh a framework of a bio um to my publisher and one of the things i was writing in there was you know we have no time in this lifetime to be mean, to be yeah. angry, to be um, vicious towards another person. There, we have only one chance. In in reality, is I don't even believe in second chances because second chances are are really driven for an opportunity to go back and get a job you lost, uh, go back and repeat and fix something that you made a mistake in. That's that's a a second. But in this chance of a lifetime, you only have one chance. Mm-hmm. Now a surgeon can can fix you and give you longer life, but you didn't die completely and then come back a month later for your second chance. Right. So yeah. you got this one chance to be happy. And I was sitting there writing this thing down. I was thinking, you know, it's the same path that I keep teaching everybody. When you put your foot on the ground in the morning, you have a choice to be happy and you have a choice to be sad. It depends on how long it takes you to get from your bed to your first destination. It's going to depend on what your day is going to be like. Are you going to be happy? You're going to be sad. And if you can be happy every day and not worry about all that stuff and second guess it, then kudos to you because that's an asset. That's a value towards you. And it will actually come off to every single person that Mm -hmm. you meet and talk to. 
And I think mm-hmm. I see that in Monica. So tell me if I'm wrong, <laughs> but I think I see that. I see that. I don't even know you. And I think yeah. I, I see that. Yeah. yeah well, you know, um, I, le- I read a lot about the law of attraction and stuff too. So you kind of understand like people don't want to be around negative people, right? Or people yeah. upset or angry. Like you magnetize and you can, you know, whatever you're doing, you can increase it tenfold when you have a good attitude and, and you're happy, right? People like p- being right. around happy people, right? So that's, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm naturally ha- happy and optimistic, but yeah, sometimes people say I wear rose-colored glasses too often, but I like them. I like my rose-colored glasses. <laughs> I believe in people, right? Well, Monica, thank you so much. Don't go anywhere, but thank you so much for being on our oh, show for episode you. number two. So Amazing. I'm awesome. so proud of you guys. Thank you so much. You got Absolutely it. Absolutely a pleasure. Yeah. Robert, Wes, any final thoughts for today's show? I mean, I can tell you that, um, Wes, thank you or bringing on Monica yeah. and introducing us to somebody because I think there's a huge asset here. Well, yeah, it's just a great jolt, uh, just a great jolt to the afternoon to uh, actually even motivating right? for me to listen to her. I, I just got boosted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'd like to end on this note. So the secret to choosing the right event for your team involves finding a program that will meet your goals and ensure that the environment suits everyone. Now, this is a quote from Team Building Arena. And Team Building Arena is actually a Serbian blog. So definitely go check that out if you uh, are more interested in learning about team building. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for that, Wes. Well, this is going to conclude for episode number two of the Mentor Project podcast. You can always go to thementorproject.live. That's thementorproject.live. That is our live website. Um, you can hit all of our social media. Um, I know that uh, we spoke about this earlier in the beginning of the, of the show that uh, Robert is lacking behind on sharing our podcasts and resources, but um, <laughs> we are all three on the website and we are all three have connections to our social media. If you want to reach out to us, you can reach out to Robert directly from the website as well as Wes. If you have any uh, questions or opportunities for us in business, then we would embellish and, and love to have you be a part of that. Um, there are two new mentors that are going to come on to uh, the mentor project in the future. Um, one of them is a good old friend, Stuart Sachs. I know Robert knows oh, him. I love him. Yeah. Awesome great guy. guy. Yeah. And, um, and then I can't mention the other guy yet, but we have somebody coming on. He is a entrepreneur. He's an author and a writer and he's done movies and productions and plays um, in the U S here. And I think some abroad, and he's going to be coming on board, but he didn't want to announce it just yet because he's needs some time to change some of the stuff that's going on in his life until July. But we will announce that coming soon, and I'm, I'm fairly certain we're going to have a, a few more coming on. Um, that being said, this concludes, guess what, guys? Number two. Podcast number two. All right. You know, you've been listening to the Mentor Project podcast, and we'll see you next time, guys. Bye, guys. You've been listening to the Mentor Project Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you're at it, help spread the word by leaving a five-star review. Visit thementorproject.live for the latest blog updates and find us on social media at The Mentor Project Live. Mm-hmm.